I got most of the games right and pretty much all of the big games wrong. Cool, we're getting back to normal. Welcome back, everybody, to the Center of College Football. I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the Center of College Football, Lincoln, Nebraska. And I was out of town this last weekend for College Football Saturday, but it seemed to be a pretty solid week from what I came back and saw. I got to see a couple games. I got to see the midweek matchings and then the amazing game that was UNC Pitt. But I'll go ahead and jump into the big games this week. First off was Michigan at Penn State. This game, I mean... Michigan was lackluster, I'm not going to lie, um, but, I mean, they did what they needed to do. Um, Cade McNamara played well, three touchdowns in the air, 217. Hassan Haskins had himself a day, 156 yards by himself. I mean, he, he did a good job. Um, Michigan played decent enough. Sean Clifford did good, 205 yards, touchdown. 21-17 isn't exactly what you know, I think a lot of Michigan fans were hoping for, but you know, a win is a win nonetheless. And Penn state isn't horrible. They're not great, but they're not a horrible team. Next up, Oklahoma at Baylor. <laughs> Baylor, I mean, just owned this game. I mean, it, it may not seem like it was a blowout, but I mean, this was, this was Baylor's game. Um, they scored 17 in the fourth quarter. And this defense has owned Oklahoma the last few years. Dave Aranda's defense, you know, remember at LSU, I mean, just completely demolished what Oklahoma had going. And I'm impressed. Um, tough thing is Baylor is still sitting at third place in the Big 12. They got to gotta hope Oklahoma loses Bedlam. That's the big thing going that they need to have happen because they got upset by TCU. But, I mean, again, it really was – the defense. I mean, they were held to 182 yards in the air and 78 on the ground, which is just not going to cut it. I mean, and the thing is, like, <laughs> look, in the air, Baylor didn't do a ton, but on the ground, they put up almost 300 yards with two different players, one of them being Gary Bohannon himself. I mean, Baylor is a good team, and I think Oklahoma, they, they're hitting this hard stretch, and it's going to be difficult for them to, I think, get back on their feet. Next up was Ohio State-Purdue. Look, I, I can't say I didn't warn you. I mean, Purdue's just such an inconsistent team. And after, I mean, such massive upsets, I mean, Ohio State scored 45 points in the first half. I mean, I don't know what you guys expected. And Purdue's offense played amazing. Aiden O'Connell threw for four touchdowns and 390 yards. David Bell did solid, I mean, 100 yards receiving on 11 receptions. The offense played good, but just, I mean, the defense got throttled by Ohio State. C.J. Stroud threw five touchdowns. Travion Henderson rushed for two. Garrett Wilson had another one on the ground. I mean, yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm still standing by the fact that I think Ohio State will lose to the du the two Michigan teams, but this is a big win for the Buckeyes. Next up, Iowa and Minnesota. Uh, this was a big game in the grand scheme of the Big Ten West, but I mean, look, this was a lame game, and I don't think anyone expected anything else. 27-24 Iowa. I mean, from what I heard, this was just kind of a dumpster fire, um, just an all-around kind of lame game. But I mean. How Iowa won, I'm not exactly sure. Minnesota owned the time of possession. And just the entire Big Ten West is just an absolute mess right now. And I really don't want to pay more any, any attention to it because it's bad. 
Next up, um, Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss, y'all, y'all playing some defense down there in Oxford. Okay, I expected this to be a shootout, a real shootout. But Ole Miss, I mean, played lights out on defense. Got a safety, which was weird because that just doesn't happen. And, I mean, played just great. I mean, didn't have the most yards for Ole Miss, had 500 yards. But, I mean, I've seen Ole Miss put up a lot more. They only had 29 points. Texas A&M's defense played solid, but just Ole Miss's defense played better. But the thing is, with this, there's a better than not chance that Bama will be going to the SEC championship. So take that as you will. Notre Dame at Virginia. I expected Virginia to pull off an upset. Uh, no, um, look, a lot of the times I think Notre Dame is very overrated. This is a team that needs to start being considered for a playoff spot, okay? They beat Wisconsin handedly, which is a huge win. They beat Purdue pretty handedly. Their only loss is to number five Cincinnati at this point. They have good wins over decent teams in North Carolina and Virginia. And if they beat Stanford, they can say they have one loss and they beat a team that Oregon couldn't, which would be huge. But, I mean, Notre Dame's playing solid football, and I hate to admit it because I hate Notre Dame. But, you know, keep keep watching the Fighting Irish. They, they may be doing something out there in South Bend this year. Wake Forest and NC State was exactly, I mean, exactly what I think everyone expected it to be. 87 combined points. 87! That is a lot of points. It was pretty much the ACC Atlantic Championship game. Wake Forest still got to take care of Clemson, who is starting to bounce back a little bit. I'm not going to lie, and I'm not a big fan of it. Um, but, I mean, they're 9-1, and one, and I think they still have an outside shot at the college football playoff. It's, it's going to be tough, but... It's definitely there. I mean, they have decent enough wins. NC State is a huge win. Virginia is a very good win. Syracuse is a solid enough win. Army's a great win, especially with as many points as they've been putting up. They got a real test coming up. Um, Clemson and Boston College are going to be tough games. I'm not going to lie, and I'm not sure if they can win both of them, but we'll see. Next up, we had Arkansas-LSU, and this was... Not the game I expected. Double overtime, 16-13. Arkansas wins, but, I mean, Arkansas is killing it. They've bounced back after that three-game losing streak, and just, I mean, they're they're doing what they need to do. Um, there's a very good chance that nine wins is definitely in view for Arkansas. They're probably going to lose to Bama, but they're probably going to beat Missouri. Then they got their bowl game, and if they can finish the season nine and four, that's huge for them, um, especially, I mean, that win against Texas A&M is huge. Win against Mississippi State, eight and a half bad. This is a solid team that has a very, very, very bright future, and the SEC West is no longer just Alabama's. Oregon, Washington State. I really expected Washington State to pull off the upset, but that didn't happen. I mean, this was not, you know, a, a huge game, um, not, you know, the crazy fun game that I think everyone expected. Tied 14-14 going into halftime. Oregon had a good second half mainly on the ground, 300 yards on the ground, which was huge. I mean, but Washington State didn't play half bad. Jalen Delores' two interceptions was a problem, though, but he threw for 280. And the weird thing is Washington State's playoff, or I'm sorry, not playoffs, absolutely not, um, their conference championship hopes are still alive. And the only way this happens is if they went out, Oregon State wins out, and Oregon loses out, because then they'd all be 
six and three in conference play, and then it goes down to and because it have this circle of Washington State beat Oregon State beat Oregon, um, Oregon State beat Oregon, Oregon beat Washington State, and then it go down to divisional losses. Oregon State and Oregon would both have two. Washington State would just have the one. So it's tough, but there's still a very, very, very outside chance that they could make the conference championship game. Last was Nevada at San Diego State. San Diego State um, won by two points here. Both, I mean, Carson Strong is just doing Carson Strong things. 350 yards, three touchdowns, does what he needs to do. And, I mean, it from the looks of it, I mean, I'm not real sure how San Diego State won. Nevada seemed to outplay them, had way more yards, um, at least in the air. But, you know, these are both very good teams. Um, and San Diego State has definitely bounced back from that Fresno State loss. And with beating Nevada and having Fresno State losing the games they've lost, San Diego State has pretty much sealed themselves as the Mountain West West champion. I hate that saying that. It feels weird. So overall, I had a record of 41-22, uh, 65%. Not as good as I'd want, but better than my last two weeks or three weeks of like 50%, which has been a little upsetting. So as far as the playoff eliminator goes, um, no one was eliminated this week. I think that's the first time that's happened this year. Um, so there's still the 15 teams left, but quite a few teams in the last two weeks, because I didn't make an episode last week, have gotten knocked out of the conference champions ships so um we'll go ahead and just kick this off and look okay figuring these out is very difficult a lot of these divisions are very very close so i may be wrong in some spots i'm gonna be real with you looking at the sec west there's a chance that there could be a six-way tie um everything happened this week that needs to happen and everyone could everyone except LSU could finish five and three. So I'm keeping everyone alive for now because it, it's complicated and I don't know all the rules. I don't know all the ins and outs and I'm just going to assume everyone has a chance. I know, and I'm sorry, that sounds unprofessional, but this division is insane. And really it includes Alabama losing out. But if Alabama wins against Arkansas this weekend, it's over. Alabama's clinched the division. SEC East has already been won by Georgia. Moving over to the ACC Atlantic, Clemson, Wake Forest, NC State are all still alive. Um, then the ACC Coastal, North Carolina got knocked after their loss to Pitt, so it now is down to Virginia, Pitt, and Miami. Then the Big 12, Texas and TCU, as well as Kansas State, Texas Tech, and West Virginia all got knocked out. We're sitting left at Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Probably the teams... Actually, scratch that. Three of those teams seemed like what a lot of people saw coming. Baylor came out of the blue. The American, and I was too focused on seeing which teams were going to lose, to realize that Houston has clinched a spot in the American Championship, which I don't think people are talking about enough. They're 7-0, and have one more game left. This is huge. Um, the only teams left remaining are SMU, Cincinnati, and somehow East Carolina. Uh, if East Carolina wins out and... Um, Cincinnati loses out. It's going to be close between SMU and ECU, pending SMU doesn't go 5-3. and three. But East Carolina still got an outside chance. Sunbelt West got clinched a couple weeks ago by Louisiana Lafayette. But especially with Georgia State's win over Coastal Carolina, Sunbelt East, every team except Georgia Southern is still alive. Um, I mean, this conference race is close. The Conference USA West, it's down to UAB UTSA and pretty much the 
divisional championship game is this weekend. If UTSA wins, they've clinched the division. If UAB wins, they don't have the division clinched, but they're pretty much there. Then in the CUSA East, I believe it's just down to FAU, Western Kentucky, and Marshall. Really the three teams that I thought would be the best in this division coming in. And with the way Bailey Zapp's been playing, it's probably going to be um, the Hilltoppers. Big Ten East, we're down to Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's Ohio State's got Michigan State this week, Michigan um, the next week. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how this plays out because it's really anyone's division at this point. Big Ten West, it's down to Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, and Purdue. Wisconsin in the lead 5-2 and two in conference play with wins over two of those three teams. Uh, Minnesota, they still got yet to play. Pac-12 North, as I talked about, Oregon, Oregon State, and Washington State are still alive. And the Pac-12 South, it's just down to Utah and Arizona State. Mountain West West, we got Nevada, Fresno State, San Diego State left. Nevada is clawing at this point, need a lot to happen as they've lost to both those two teams. And Fresno State right on San Diego State's heels. Mountain West Mountain, you got Boise, Utah, State, and Air Force left there. But with Utah State's huge win over Air Force, it's probably going to be them. Then in the MAC West, we actually got two games going on as I'm recording this. Um, just here's the thing. I'm recording this Wednesday night. I try to record these Tuesday. This has not taken into account the games that happened yesterday. So as of going into week 12, Central, Western, and NIU are still alive. And then in the MAC East, Miami of Ohio, Kent State, and Ohio are still alive. So... Yeah, I mean, these a lot of these divisions are very, very close, and I'm excited to see how this plays out. So, moving on to my top games for this upcoming week. First up, we got a Friday night game. Um, Air Force and Nevada. These are two very, very parallel teams. Air Force pretty much does nothing but run the ball. Nevada, on the other hand, pretty much does nothing but pass the ball. They're both sitting at 7-3. and three. It's a great Friday night game. Nevada's only a point-and-a-half favorite. And I'm going to roll with... Um, I'm going to roll with the Wolfpack here. Look, I think they are playing amazing. They're putting up points. It's at home. This is a huge win to try to stay alive. Air Force is going to give them a fight, though, and I expect a great game. The time of possession is going to be completely lopsided. If Air Force has 45 minutes and Nevada has 15, I would not be surprised. But I think Nevada is going to be able to score fast enough that they end up with the win here. Next up, we got Michigan State at Ohio State. Ohio State's a 19-point favorite, and I don't like that, okay? Not only do I think Michigan State is going to cover, I think they're going to win, okay? Ohio State, I'm still not impressed with what they've done. Yes, they beat Purdue. Cool, Purdue is incredibly inconsistent. They've struggled against pretty mid-tier opponents. I mean, Nebraska and Penn State are better than Rutgers, Maryland, and Indiana, in my opinion, but... Beating them both by nine, I, I don't like that. And they still have the struggle one against Tulsa, the struggle one against Minnesota, the loss to Oregon. I'm not fully sold on Ohio State yet, and I think Michigan State, behind the legs of Kenneth Walker, go on the road and pull off a huge upset against Ohio State. Next up, you got Wake Forest at Clemson. Clemson's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't understand that, okay? These two teams are incredibly opposite. Clemson has one of the best defenses in the nation and an abysmal offense. Wake Forest has one of the best offenses in the nation and an abysmal defense. 
And it's just the matchup of that. And I think Wake Forest, in my opinion, is very similar to the Oklahoma teams we've seen in years past. And Oklahoma has managed to win games because they don't need defense. It's they put up points so fast that nobody can catch them. Army put up 56 on them. Louisville put up 34. Syracuse put up 37. NC State put up 42, and they all still lost. The only the only team that's won is the one that put up 58 points. That's a lot of points. And Clemson's offense, I don't think, is capable of that at all. And yeah, their defense is great, but I think Wake Forest's offense outmatches them a little bit, in my opinion. Um, and I think they're going to be able to get the best of them and get a huge win here and clinch the ACC Atlantic. Iowa State at Oklahoma. Um, I went back and forth on this for a while. Um, Oklahoma's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think that's valid, and I think it's going to be about that. Um, Iowa State is not the team I expected them to be this year. They've had a couple tough losses. West Virginia, Texas Tech, those aren't good L's. I mean, at all. Um, I think Oklahoma is going to be upset after losing to Baylor. They're at home, and I think three and a half points is valid. I think this is going to be an amazing game, but I think in the end, Oklahoma is going to come out on top. Next up, you got Virginia at Pitt. Pitt is a 14 and a half point favorite. I think that's completely fair, but not because I think Pitt is going to blow them out of the water. I think this is going to be a 71 to 56 game. Pitt would cover that then, but that wouldn't be a blowout because I think both of these teams are going to put up a lot of points. This is going to be a phenomenal game. But I'm going to roll with Pitt here. Um, I think they are really determined to clinch this Atlantic division. And I think they do that here. Next up, you got UAB at UTSA. UTSA has been unstoppable at this point. Um, they're 10-0. In my opinion, they're a top 10 team. I have them ranked 9. The playoff committee has them ranked at 22, and they need to just shut up. UAB's been good. Like, I'm not going to lie. They've been a solid team. They're 7-3. and but I don't think they're going to be able to match up against UTSA. UTSA is just, I mean, it rolled through everyone, in my opinion. And I think they're going to do that again here. Arkansas at Alabama. Alabama's on serious upset alert here, okay? Bama has not been anywhere close to the number two team in the nation. I can't remember. Where to have them ranked? I think six, seven, something like that. Because they've had struggle wins. And in my opinion, it's not like, you know, Michigan struggling against Penn State. It's different because you beat... You beat LSU by six. You beat Florida by two. I mean, a bad Florida team. You know, yes, you beat Tennessee 52-24, but that score did not in any way indicate what it was. I mean, it was it was 24-21, or I'm sorry, 24-17 going into the fourth quarter. And I think Bama wins this game. Arkansas is going to cover because Arkansas is – probably the third best team they've played this year the second being Ole Miss and the first or I'm sorry the second being Texas A&M who they lost to and the first being Ole Miss who still kind of shaking my head at how they won that game but yeah um Bama's my pick but they're on definite definite upset alert 
Next is SMU at Cincinnati. This isn't as big of a game as I thought it would be. Um, but nonetheless, I think it's still going to be a great game. Um, Cincinnati is going to come into this game very, very, very determined. I mean, they're going to be fighting. I mean, they need this game to get into the championship game. And then still some stuff to happen. But I think Cincinnati is still kind of clawing at a playoff spot. And Cincinnati can clinch a the second spot in the American Championship with this win. And I think they know that. I think they're at home. This is their biggest game. And I think Cincinnati wins. I mean, 11 and a half is the spread. I think that's about what it's going to be. Baylor at K-State. Uh, I was supposed to go to this game. And stuff fell through, which kind of bums me out. But you know what? It's going to be a phenomenal game. Um, this is when I went back and forth on the spreads. One, I think that that's about right. K-State's favored. It's gone back and forth. And again, K-State's been phenomenal. They're 7-3. and three. I think I had them ranked 26. They're on a four-game winning streak. And the determiner, the, the determining factor for me was Baylor's defense. Um, it's just, it's it's locked pretty much everyone down. They haven't allowed a single team more than 30 points this year which is incredible especially going up against teams like Oklahoma State and Oklahoma um but I think this is going to come down to the wire and I think Baylor pulls away with this one late lastly is Oregon at Utah you may be scratching your head at why the number three team in the nation is a three-point underdog to the number 23 team in the nation that's because most Utah started the season off one and two and is six and one since then. They've been blowing teams out. They beat Stanford fifty-two to seven, the same Stanford team that beat Oregon, throttled UCLA, beat US or I'm sorry, beat Arizona State pretty handedly. They have some good wins under their belt. That Oregon State loss is a bit of a blemish, but being at home, whoever wins this game clinches a spot in the championship, which is huge. I think Oregon or I'm sorry, I think Utah knows the stakes. And I think they have a phenomenal game and beat a good Oregon team. And we can put this Ohio State-Oregon debate to bed because Oregon will be out of the playoffs. So those are my Big Ten games. There is one playoff eliminator game, which we haven't had in a while, Michigan State-Ohio State. They're both 9-1, and one, so whoever loses this game is out of the playoffs. So there's a lot of teams on upset alert this week. Uh, I think this could be a very, very, very chaotic week. First up is Friday night, San Diego State at UNLV. UNLV is, I think, an 11-point um, underdog right now. But they, after starting out 0-8, have won two straight against um, New Mexico and Hawaii. Not great teams, but they're at home, and this could be a huge win to get some momentum into next season. So San Diego State needs to watch out. Rutgers at Penn State. Rutgers blew out, and I mean demolished Indiana last week. Indiana's not that good, but they performed better than Penn State did. Penn State's got a huge game next week against Michigan State, and they could completely overlook them. They did that with Illinois, and Rutgers is trying to get to a bowl game. They're 5-5, five and five, would be their first bowl game in a long time, and 17-point favorite, Rutgers could cover and Rutgers could win. Illinois at Iowa. Iowa's a 12-point favorite, and frankly, Illinois is going to win this game because, okay, yes, Iowa's 8-2. Yes, Illinois is 4-6. But let's look at the last four weeks for these two teams, okay? Illinois, 
win on the road against number seven Penn State, where you put up over 350 yards. Loss against Rutgers. Okay. Controlling game against number 20 Minnesota. Okay. Let's and then a bye week last week. Let's look at Iowa's last four weeks. Okay. Five weeks. Let's look at the five weeks because there was a bye week. I'll admit that. Blowout loss to Purdue. Blowout lot bye week. Blowout loss to Wisconsin. Barely beat Northwestern. Barely beat Minnesota. I think Illinois is Illinois has stepped it up these last few weeks, okay? And they're four and six trying to get to a bowl game. And if they win this game, they probably make it because they got Northwestern at home after that. And so I think they go on the road and pull off a pretty big upset against um, number 17, Iowa. Next, Marshall at Charlotte. Charlotte's a 15-point underdog. I think that's just pretty big considering they only have one less win than Marshall and are at home. So small game, but I want to look out for that. Michigan at Maryland. Yes, Michigan is the way better team. We all admit that. I frankly have them going to the playoffs at the moment. But this is the epitome. I mean epitome of a trap game. It's sandwiched right between um, Penn State and Ohio State. It's on the road. You're looking to try to make the Big Ten Championship. Noise is getting to you. You're number six right now. Maryland could pull off the upset. They're five and five trying to get to a bowl game. Michigan has to be careful here. They cannot overlook Maryland because while Maryland isn't the team I personally expected them to be, they're not garbage. And they have to be careful here. Yeah, there's a lot of upset alerts this week, so just bear with me. App State at Troy. Um, it's on the road. 10-point favorite App State is... Troy's got a solid defense. They played Coastal Carolina very, very close. I think Troy's got a shot. Nebraska at Wisconsin. Um, Nebraska's probably going to lose this game by three because it's Nebraska, and they do that every game. But pretty much at this point, if you play Nebraska, you're on upset alert. Nebraska has played teams very, very close this year. And in the bye week, um, they readjusted Frost contract, and then he fired everyone except the tight ends coach on offense. So Nebraska could come out with some crazy fire, and if they get 5-7, and seven, depending on th- how things pan out, they could make a bowl. Kansas at TCU. TCU is a 21-point favorite, but, you know, we saw what Kansas did last week to a 30.5-point favorite. Enough said. Rice at UTEP. Um, ever since I posted about Rice being the, or UTEP being this crazy Cinderella team, they've fallen apart. Lost three straight and are a nine-point favorite. See what Rice has got. Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. Okay, A lot of the big teams the week before they've played Oklahoma have lost. Iowa State did it last week to Texas Tech. Baylor did it the week before to TCU. Oklahoma State plays Oklahoma next week. And Texas Tech has obviously pulled off some upsets. Texas Tech plays Oklahoma State close. I almost picked Oklahoma State to lose this game. But I'm going to roll with the Cowboys in this game, but they need to be careful. Lastly is a weird one that you may not think of. Louisiana Monroe at LSU. LSU is a 29-point favorite. But here's the thing. If Louisiana Monroe wins this game... It wouldn't even be the biggest upset they've pulled off this season. They were, I think, a 30, no, 32 and a half point underdog to Liberty, and they won. And they're both four and six. 
Louisiana Monroe has a tendency to play Power 5 teams very close. LSU has to be very careful here. Very careful here. So, we're going to blow through the um, conference eliminator real quick. So, first off in the American, if Cincinnati wins, they've clinched the division. Um, Period. End of story. I'm sorry, clinched a spot in the conference championship. There's no divisions because it's weird. If Eastern Carolina loses, they're gone. Moving on to the ACC, Wake Forest wins, um, they're in. Pitt wins, they're in. NC State, Miami, or Virginia Tech lose, they're gone. Michigan State wins, or I'm sorry, loses, they're gone. If Ohio State wins and Michigan loses, Michigan's gone. If Wisconsin wins and Minnesota loses, Minnesota's out. If Purdue loses, they're out. If Wisconsin wins and Iowa loses, Iowa's gone. And if Iowa wins, it's going to knock out Minnesota. Moving on to the Big 12, if Iowa State loses, they're out. Baylor loses and Oklahoma wins, they're gone. Then in the Conference USA, if FAU loses, they're out. Um, Western Kentucky wins and Marshall loses, Marshall's gone. So if Marshall loses, well, yeah, if Marshall loses and Western Kentucky wins, Western Kentucky clinches the division as they play FAU this weekend. UTSA wins, um, they've clinched the division. If Ohio in the MAC, if Ohio loses, which they did last night, spoiler alert, and, um, or I'm sorry, if Ohio wins, what did I write here? Yeah, no, that's right. If Ohio loses and Miami of Ohio and Kent State win, Ohio's gone. If NIU wins tonight, which they're tied with Buffalo right now, they clinch their division. Western Michigan lost last night, so they're gone. Spoiler alert. Central Michigan loses. They're gone. If Utah State, here's a big one. If Utah State wins and Boise State loses, Utah State clinches the division. If Air Force or Nevada loses, they are gone. And as I talked about, the winner of the Utah-Oregon game will clinch the division. If Oregon State loses, they're out. Weird one. If Oregon State loses, they also knock out Washington State. Um, and then if Washington State loses, they're gone. If Arizona State loses, they're also out as well. Then in the SEC, Alabama wins. They've clinched the division. But if Auburn, Arkansas, Ole Miss lose, they're out. If App State wins, they clinch the division. And if Georgia State or Coastal Carolina lose, they're out. So those are the conference eliminators. It's getting very tight here. As far as my game day picks, I've narrowed it down to three. Um, first up, third pick, not going to get it, is but Penn State-Michigan State. It's a high-brand game. If everything goes bad, it could happen, but Michigan State's gotten game day twice this year. I don't see them getting it again. And then Ohio State at Michigan. This would get it if it wasn't for another game, and the fact I think Ohio State's going to lose. But if they're both 10-1, and one, could be a huge game. But I think overall, the game that's going to get it is Bedlam. Um, they're probably going to, both going to be 10-1 and one going into this game. Huge rivalry game, huge stakes, getting a Big 12 team probably into the playoffs. It's, it's big, um, and I think Bedlam will get it in my opinion so um those are my picks for this week i feel like this episode's a little shorter but yeah um i'm excited there's not gonna be an episode next week as i will be out of town but i will be back just in time to do conference championship picks so with that i am your host jeffrey calhoun recording as always from the center of college football signing out